Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good day. Let's talk about the BC Nurses Union digging mm-hmm. in their heels here, uh, opposed to mandatory vaccine for BC nurses. Very interesting. This is fascinating. Like, is this a serious showdown now between this government well, and the it, union? Well, it remains to be seen what the union is going to do about this. This is not your classic labor relations situation because this is not the employer imposing something on the union this is a public health order so it's not it doesn't strikes me it's not a typical labor relations board issue to be settled by some arbiter this is a public health order it seems to me if the union wants to block this they're going to have to go to court they're going to have to convince a judge to override this interestingly i've heard from a number of nurses in the last 24 hours who are quite upset with their leadership saying wait a minute we're all vaccinated for the most part yeah you're pandering to 5% of the membership who aren't vaccinated. Uh, again, I think this, um, you know, you and I talked about this yesterday. I've covered the nurses union for years. They've had several divisive leadership battles in that union. Um, so there's a lot well, of turf war that goes on in that. I place. wonder if there's a fight going on internally in this union right now, because I noticed that the president of the union, Christine Sorensen, uh, who is considered kind of a moderate labor leader, mm-hmm. is on leave. Yeah. And it's the the vice president of the union is one who's speaking publicly to this. Yeah. The it, president of the union is on leave at a time like at this. At a critical it's, time. I, I, don't know, I don't know why uh, why she's on leave, but I also wonder if, if there's something, if there's a battle going on internally in this union over this. Well, judging from my inbox, email inbox, there is an internal battle going on because I'm hearing, and we heard... Yesterday, we heard from Judy from Langley, a 40-year nurse, uh, been a nurse for 40 years, decrying her union's position on this, saying this is just simply not on. Again, it's an odd situation where the nurses' union, uh, more than 90% of their membership have been vaccinated and obviously buy into the vaccine program and, and, and policy. And now they're going to bat or they're decrying this. Uh, on behalf of the 5% or 10% who are unvaccinated. But it does raise an issue, uh, and they they raise a legitimate issue, is that will this uh, f- uh, end up with some nurses quitting? Sure, or, you are, or fired. Uh, or fired yeah. when we have a uh, nursing shortage. I don't think, I, I really have a hard time believing that someone's going to give up a very well-paying job with great benefits and pension because they don't want to get a, a jab. I just, yeah, I, I, suspect, I think very few people are going to do that. I suspect if there are 10% unvaccinated nurses here, you could see a lot of them end up taking the vaccine because they don't want to lose their job. Yeah. But there may be some hardcore holdouts who, who refuse to take it. And will the government actually go, go forward and stick to their guns and fire them? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Dr. Bonnie Henry in the news conference where she announced this did open the door, unlike other uh, situations did allow for exemptions here. If you want to yeah. make an exemption, medical exemption. exemption, well, medical or religious. First yeah. time I've heard that where you can actually make an appeal to a committee that's going to be in her in the Center for Disease Control will weigh this, and that may be an out for a number of people here, uh, where they may be able to argue this successfully for an exemption. Now they will likely be moved from their current situation in terms if, if they come into contact with a lot of people if they're unvaccinated but maybe that's a way to keep the job but this is i don't think it's so much a showdown as it's just um and more evidence of just the ongoing tension around this whole thing okay let's listen to a clip of amon graywall here who is the vice president of the bc nurses union and she's the one who's speaking out here publicly on this and here she is in conversation with jill bennett and then i'll get your thoughts Our job as a union is to stand up for those who can't get it for whatever reason, 
be it uh, medical reasons, religious exemptions, or uh, personal choice. Um, and uh, our health care system is critically short. The government needs to be very careful as we cannot lose a single nurse from the health care system in this time of severe crisis. When we're already in this crisis, where are the government going to get other nurses to replace these nurses when they aren't able to do that already? Okay, so I thought she raised, like you said, a good point about, okay, is there a plan to deal with mm-hmm. shortages if some nurses do quit or are fired? The government says there is one. We haven't seen the details of it. Yeah, but it, I, it, what jumped out at me there was her saying that, you know, nurses who have a personal choice yeah, not take no. the vaccine should be no. respected. And no, you don't have a personal choice. Now, she did mention religious and medical reasons, yeah. and that is going to be considered by, by the health authorities. If you want to make that appeal, you can. But in terms of personal choice, sorry, that's not there. Uh, you can't come. You and I are in the BC legislature right now. You can't come in this building unless you're vaccinated. There's no choice about this. You have to be vaccinated, and that's going to be the case in the medical system. But there will be exceptions for medical or religious. Um, is it su- is it surprising to you to see a union that's seen the you know the carnage of this pandemic up close on the front lines of the healthcare system? Go to the wall here for the fringes that well, yeah. don't want to take the vaccine. I mean, especially when you're talking about you're dealing with your patients who are, in many cases, critically ill and vulnerable to this virus. Mm-hmm. And you are now going to stand up for the rights of nurses and say, I want to care for these people without being without and not take the vaccine. Well, and again, that's that's what I'm hearing from uh, daily now is from nurses who are upset about this. They've been vaccinated. They don't want to be imperiled here by uh, colleagues who are unvaccinated. Um, it's interesting. It's, so many people I know, everybody I know is vaccinated. Nobody wants to be around unvaccinated people unless you're one of these anti-vaxxers. Or unless you've got some sort of medical reason to be uh, not to be. Well, vaccinated. I would think this the the anti-vax movement must love this because this sort of gives energy and oxygen to the movement. Say, so look at the I, and I've, I've heard from them the last twenty four hours saying like the nurses, yes, cheering on the nurses yeah. union, yes, way to go, yeah. stand up for these anti-vax nurses. That's great. No, it, it's uh, it's quite fascinating to watch this unfold. And again. We'll see how this plays out across the country, because you're going to see more vaccination mandates unfold in various jurisdictions. Okay, let's talk quickly about the uh, the final days of the election campaign here. And I thought it was interesting to hear federal NDP leader Jugmeet Singh make a direct appeal to voters who are thinking of voting strategically for the liberals here. If they think an NDP candidate can't win, they want to switch to the liberals instead. And here, you, here you'll hear Jugmeet Singh appealing directly to these strategic voters. Have a listen. I know that Mr. Trudeau is going to make the same argument that liberals often do about voting a certain way to be strategic, and he's going to appeal to progressive voters. To those progressives, I want to speak to you directly. Mr. Trudeau has held himself out to be a progressive, but is it progressive to promise to eliminate fossil fuel subsidies and then instead to increase them? And he goes on to list a whole bunch of other reasons you shouldn't vote for Trudeau. This election appears to be so close, uh, it's remarkable couple of things I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on election night. The Green Party is not running seven uh, candidates in seven ridings, five of which had, were the Green Party in 2019. The Green Party candidate's vote was greater than the margin of victory for one of the other parties. The Green Party now no longer has a candidate in those ridings. We're talking Cloverdale, Langley City, Port Moody. Who does that help? Who does it help? Where does that Green vote go? Does it stay home? Or does it go probably more to the NDP and the Liberals than the sure. Conservatives? So that could be a factor in Port Moody, 
uh, Coquitlam, for example. Uh, there's five ridings that were very close races. And then the other one, the People's Party. Yeah. They're showing pretty well in the polls. They're not going to win any seats, and they're not going to come close to win any seats, but they're going to bleed some conservative support. Yeah. And will that give the liberals or the NDP the edge in some of these critical ridings in, in Metro Vancouver suburbs? Okay, very sad news yesterday that we lost uh, the great Canadian comedian Norm MacDonald, mm-hmm. who is a very funny man. And I, you were we were just talking off here how you had... You had had some Twitter exchanges. Yeah, I, he and I used to uh, go back and forth over baseball playoffs. <laughs> um, and and uh, I think he was a Yankees fan. I was a Red Sox fan. So, it, uh, you know, he, he responded. I think, you know, his brother Neil McDonald, of course, well-known uh, um, journalist in Canada as well. So I think there's a bit of a connection there. But, yeah, very sad. 61. Yeah. Been battling cancer for 10 years very quietly. Yeah. Let's listen to uh, yeah, rest in peace. He's he's a very funny man. Uh, here's a sample of just to give you a little. Uh, here's a little sample of Norm Macdonald. There is one country that worries me though. Not Iraq. Not Iran. Not North Korea. The only country that really worries me is uh, the country of Germany. I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but. Uh, <laughs> In the early uh, part of the previous century, Germany decided to go to war. And uh, who did they go to war with? The world. (laughs) That had never been tried before. And uh, so you figure that would take about five seconds for the world to win, but uh, no, it was actually close. pass and uh, Germany decides again to go to war and again it chooses as its enemy the world (laughs) and this time they have that guy scrankly crankly that guy and I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name but I think you know I'm done (laughs) but you'd think at that point the world will go listen Germany Here's the deal. You don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep attacking the world. What do you think? You're Mars or something? All right. Welcome back. Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry. Uh, Let's go right to your phone calls. Barbara in Cloverdale. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Two really quick points. Um, well, the nurses union, um, going to bat for seemingly a low percentage of nurses. Do we want the unvaccinated nurses taking care of our sick anyways? Like, I'm not real disappointed and it just feels like they're making, they're making waves where waves don't need to be made. Good point. And two, two, if I can sneak in another point, I live in the Cloverdale Langley, um, catchment. And I've watched um, some of the, the candidate debates that have been taking place. Tamara Jensen didn't even show up for one of them, even though she confirmed that she was showing up. Um, I, I voted NDP in the provincial government or in provincial election. I don't think I have any confidence in the, the gentleman running in Cloverdale Langley. Um, PPC guy, not a chance. Like, I don't even like, okay. know. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you for the call. Yeah, your writing is going to be one to watch on election night. Uh, conservatives won that narrowly. Uh, Tamara Jansen is, seems to be in the sort of the religious ass part of that uh, party. Uh, and the liberals have their eye on that. Uh, you know, Justin Trudeau was out there before the election dangling that billion-dollar-plus check for the SkyTrain extension. Oh, yeah. We'll see if that yeah. has a factor on Monday. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Doris on Vancouver Island. Hi. Hi, good morning. Hi. Um, I just want to make a comment uh, and echo the uh, lady before me about the nurses' union. Um, it's evident that they're cowering to the small majority. Um, and, and she said this thing, I don't want someone looking after me or anyone I know with any nurse that's unvaccinated. And hasn't the government closed the door on them being able to say, well, I'm not getting vaccinated, so... I'm going to walk across the street and go work there. Hasn't that been shut too? Well, so yeah, 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 that's been shut. That, and that's one of the reasons why the, the mandate was brought in. They were worried when you heard publicly uh, workers in long-term care homes saying, I'm not going to get vaccinated uh, because you have to be vaccinated if you want to work in a long-term care home, but I'm going to go literally across the street and go work in a hospital, another health care facility. They were threatening to do that, and that's one of the reasons why the government moved on this. You know, we had a couple of callers there saying, well, if, if I was sick in the hospital, I wouldn't want an unvaccinated nurse taking care of me. And I, under, I think that's a, a good point, especially if people in hospital are very critically ill and potentially very low, low immunity. But think about this. Think about this, Keith. Like, any time I've interviewed a union leader, and I, I'm, I, I suspect you'll agree with this, you ask any union leader, what is the top priority of a union? It is the health and safety of your members. Mm -hmm. How do you preserve and protect the safety and health of your own people by going to bat for the tiny percentage of your members that don't want to get vaccinated? Yeah, and that's the question. Yeah, it's like you're turning your back on the health and safety of the majority of your own people. Yeah, the nurses union won't answer that. They're trying to frame this as a potential hit on the number of nurses working in the system that some of them will leave, and maybe that will happen, and that is a concern. Adrian Dix has acknowledged that. That is a concern. We may lose some healthcare workers as a result of this. I suspect, though, as I said off the top, very few. I can't see people walking away from a well-paying job that they strived all their life to, to work for, to be trained at university for, great pension, great benefits, to walk away over this. I kind of doubt it. Okay, let's go to John in Abbotsford. Hi, John. Hi. Go ahead. Yeah, I just, you know, I find this absolutely so interesting and amazing at how short people's memory is. A year ago, we were banging the drum and pots and pans from our patios for all the heroes that these nurses are. And now everyone seems to be on board with uh, firing the ones that don't want to get vaccinated. A year ago, no one was vaccinated. And these people that are saying they don't want to well, be I think cared for there was by no vaccines unvaccinated a year ago. nurses were, would have been more than happy. Well, I think they still are the heroes. Taken. I yeah. think they still are the heroes of the pandemic. And there was no vaccines a year ago. Let's keep yeah. that in mind. Um, this is, you know, the vaccines are now here, and that's that's changed the, the, the footing here. And the nurses are still the heroes. 90% plus of nurses and other healthcare workers are immunized, which is great. Adam and Langley, got a minute left. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate your guys' unbiased reporting. I just wanted to say, um, you know, I think you guys keep calling the guys opposed to the vaccine mandates anti-vaxxers. I think that might be a bit of a mislabel because, you know, people like myself, I just think the way the authority is um, conducting themselves, it lacks integrity, it's divisive to society. And I think, you know, maybe vaccine mandates, maybe they're right, maybe they're not, I don't know. But I think the way they're being implemented is absolutely divisive to society. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank yeah, you. no, I distinguish uh, people who are anti-vaccine versus anti-vaccine mandates. I think there's a difference there. And the people at these these rallies are anti-vaccine. They're not so much. And there's some anti-vaccine mandates. But I, again, watched the rally in the front line of the legislature a couple of days ago. These were anti-vaccine people. 